This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome to the College Football Daily. It is Friday, May 20th. I'm your host, Colin Kennedy. Well, we have a lot going on in the world of college football. I want to talk to you about the true freshman stars of 2022. That's right. Our own Chris Hummer put together a list of 24-7 sports highlighting 100 freshmen who are set to make an impact during their first season of college ball. Chris joins me now to break down that list and explain a bit what went into assembling these names. All right, joining me now, Chris Hummer, the guy who put together this list. And Chris, I always like to kind of pull the curtain back to start and show our listeners at home the type of process that goes into putting our work together at 24-7 Sports. So bottom line is, I want to know, how hard was this for you, putting this top 100 list together? It's not the easiest assignment of the year, for sure. In this era of college football, true freshmen just don't play as much as they used to. Um, There's so many super seniors on campus. There's so many transfers that come in that rosters are generally older than they have been in the past. There's more depth on the two deep than ever. So finding true freshmen, especially at this point in the year, is not the easiest thing to do. I mean, summer enrollees aren't even on campus yet, but we have a great great stable of team side experts at 24-7 Sports that I can lean on in these situations. I probably bothered the crap out of a lot of my sources across the country too, asking them about true freshmen who might not even play. So just a lot of reaching out to contacts, a lot of leaning on our people at 24-7 Sports to help me out and a lot of writing um, to get this done. So that's the process, but I want to know while you're going through this process, what were some takeaways that immediately struck you as you went through this thing? Um, I think it's like, it's, it's very similar to any year with true freshmen. Um, it's much easier to get on the field as a wide receiver, a DB running back, than it is in any other position. And it's just easier to adjust um, to college at those positions and put them as much weight. Offensive line, defensive line are always the most difficult. Offensive line by a pretty significant degree, but defensive line to an extent as well. The schools, I think what you'll notice is schools that had a really bad season or brought in a really historic class are the ones where you're going to see five stars and true freshmen play the most. It's just natural. Um, You're going to have a couple, quite a few Texas A&M names on this list. They just signed the number one class of all time. You're also going to have quite a few Vanderbilt players on this list. They went one and 11. They signed a pretty historic class and they're going to play a lot. And same thing at a school like Arizona. So I think those are some of the things that jump out right away. Um, my dog clearly not happy about the direction of this podcast so far. He uh, he's he was definitely upset he didn't get onto the field as a true freshman or something. He's got some eligibility to wear off. Uh, I do want to ask you, though, because you had an interesting note ahead of the start of recording. You saw, number one, the correlation between freshmen and then transfers in terms of a roster build and the potential for playing time. And then number two maybe some of the varying levels to which freshmen are going to get onto the field in terms of varying conferences? Yeah. I mean, like, for example, I I try to include at least one player from every Power 5 school because at least one freshman from every Power 5 school is usually going to play. But like Ole Miss, for example, like just talking to people, they're not going to have any freshmen play because they just took 16 transfers. We're all going to be in the two deep. So the 
the amount of snaps available for some of these schools and some of these players are not there just because of the heavy transfer classes that we've seen. And then, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a very, it's a very interesting thing right now. I think there's more players who are going to play right away in the SEC, but that's where a lot of the top recruits are. And those guys are more ready to play. So it just, it's really situational. And, um, it was a really interesting process. Speaking of situational, uh, as we transition to speaking about some of those conferences and the impact freshmen they have within them, the ACC was one that I think you went through and, as you told me, kind of realized, okay, there's a lot of good football players here, but in terms of immediate impact starters, don't know that that's the case right now, correct? Yeah, I mean, I've got, I think, 17 ACC true freshmen on this list, so on average, more than one per school, but I don't really see any of them starting right away. And that's, I think that's one thing you'll find with true freshmen this year. The amount of true freshmen who play this year is going to be pretty small, at least at the beginning, at least those who start. I would say maybe 15 out of 100 of the players on this list are slated as starters from the jump, which is not a big number. Where you're really going to see true freshmen shine is in depth roles and as people get injured. And also just as the season goes along, I think maybe like a guy like Antonio Williams in the slot at Clemson has a chance to earn a starting job as the year goes on. But he's not somebody I expect to be on the field week one right away playing 60 snaps. So I think you just got a lot of those guys in DCC. So let's go from one conference that may not have a ton of immediate starters as a true freshman to another that might have a couple. And I think the definite topic point when we talk about discussion of true freshman making an impact immediately, you got to highlight is Nick Singleton at Penn State, former number one overall running back, five-star prospect. It seems like he might step into that locker room for the Nittany Lions, Chris, and, and run away with that running back position. Penn State for kind of surprisingly, if you followed them the last like decade or so, has been pretty abhorrent running the football recently. Um, Penn State averaged just three yards per carry in 2020, and it didn't really get much better last year at 3.97. Part of that is because of the offensive line. Penn State, even dating back to when Saquon Barkley is on campus, has struggled to run block. Um, it's just been a consistency thing. But they need a lead back that can really eat up carries and really be effective in terms of creating explosive plays. They thought they were going to have that two years ago in Journey Brown. He ended up medically retiring early. But I think in Nick Singleton, the five-star true freshman, they have a back that can do that. He's everything you want. And a true freshman running back, college-ready frame, legitimate track speed, sub-11 guy, and the 100 meters, um, above athleticism, great vision, proven production. He averaged over 12 yards per carry as a senior. Um, I think he's going to step in right away. I don't know if he'll end up starting week one, but I think by the end of the year, he'll be the unquestioned top back at Penn State. So in the Big Ten, Nick Singleton is probably the freshman that has the best chance of making an immediate impact for a power program right away. But as we go from the Big Ten to the Big 12, I think there's a group of incoming freshmen that has the chance to do a similar thing within the Big 12. And that's that hall of Texas offensive linemen that's eventually coming to the program, correct? Yeah. Um, Texas O-line class is interesting. I think they ended up getting more impact players than they expected. You didn't see Texas take any O-line transfers, which might seem surprising from the outside, but like per sources, Texas was definitely going to take some transfer alignment. They just started landing high school recruits that they didn't expect to get. I think the best example of that being Kelvin Banks, the five-star offensive tackle who flips from Oregon after Mario Cristobal left. And I think for that reason, that true freshman offensive line class is a chance to be really impactful because Texas's offensive line on an offense with a ton of skill talent is pretty much the only question. And I think 
three offensive linemen in pretty good shape to earn significant playing time at least. And it might be more. Cole Hudson was an early enrollee, four-star recruit. Um, he was taking first team reps at guard by the end of spring practice. But I think it's Devin Campbell, um, the top-ranked guard in this class, um, five-star, and Kelvin Banks, one of the top-ranked tackles, who have the chance to have the biggest impact. Both are summer enrollees, but I have no doubt Devin Campbell is going to play. He's probably the meanest player in this class. He's a freaky athlete for his size. Like, legitimately, I think, could play some tight end if you put him out there on a bad or on a good day and you do the depth. He's going to be awesome right away. And Kelvin Banks... Texas has really struggled at right tackle, and I think he's got an excellent chance if he has a strong fall camp to win the job outright. So I expect plenty of true freshmen to play for Texas along the offensive line. It obviously was the best offensive line haul of the 2022 cycle, but easily one of the most impactful hauls, regardless of position within that recruiting cycle, considering the needed offensive line for Texas. And I'd throw Neto Umiazulu in that mix as well. He's he's another one that may need a little bit of development, but I got to cover him and Allen, and he's another one in that group that's just freaky, long arms, athletic. There's a number of guys within that class who could step into the, that Big 12 program and potentially play right away. We're going to yeah. take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to highlight some of these other conferences within the Power Five and maybe take a look at a couple of names we know will have a massive impact outside the P5. We'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back here on the College Football Daily with my guy, Chris Hummer, talking about the 100 impactful freshmen ahead for the 2022 season. Really good list that you put together. And it looks like a lot of the names that made this list, Chris, were the guys that Arizona is bringing in within the Pac-12. Yeah, Arizona obviously coming off a disappointing 1-11 season under Jed Fish. But what they did do was put together one of the best recruiting classes in their program's history. It was a top 25 group, included future superstar, in my opinion, in Teratoa McMillan. Um, he was an early enrollee at wide receiver, the number 51 player in the country. Um, he is going to be a day one starter for Arizona. I think he's going to be one of the favorite targets of Jaden Delora, their new quarterback coming over from Washington State. I think he is a lock to be a well, maybe not a lot to be a potential true freshman All-American at wide receiver because there's a ton of receivers who are going to play. And I know we'll talk about a few of them in a little bit. He's going to be great. Kean Burnett at tight end is likely going to start for Arizona as well. He's another four-star recruit. Um, he's more of a flex out tight end than kind of an interior guy at this point, but he's going to be huge for them. Um, they took an offensive lineman. Jonah, I'm not going to pretend to pronounce his name correctly, but he is somebody those in the program are talking about as a future all-conference player. Colin's laughing at me over here with my inability to pronounce names, but he is um, going to likely start right away at guard. Uh, he's going to play a ton this year. 
I think both of Arizona's running back takes in this class, Jonah Coleman and Rayshon Luke are also going to play a ton for Arizona this year. Um, it's a really deep class and Arizona needs them to play. Um, Arizona needs that infusion of talent and I expect them to all play a lot. Obviously, when we talk about the Pac-12, I think a lot of people will anticipate impact freshmen at USC, Oregon, bigger names like that. But Utah's got a kid in Lander Barton, Chris, that's got a chance to be a star. Yeah, absolutely. And we were talking before the podcast, we hopped on the podcast that Lander Barton already looks like he's in the NFL. He's just kind of built that way. He's cut that way. He looks like he's probably 26. And he had a really good spring. And I expect him, if not to start, to be a significant part of the linebacker rotation as Utah replaces both Devin Lloyd and Nephi Sewell. Utah's recruited lights out at linebacker the last couple of years. They also brought in a potential starter from Florida as a transfer. But Lander Barnes is one of those guys that's going to be really difficult to keep off the field. And I fully expect him to be a future all-conference player, a draft pick. And I think that starts right away for Utah. All right, let's close out this Power 5 impact freshman conversation with the SEC. We know there's a lot of them in this conference, so it's hard to pick out a few names. But I want to start with a guy who blew me away during the spring, and that's none other than Luther Burden at Missouri. Yeah, uh, those in the Missouri program felt like Luther was arguably the most important recruit in school history. Um, He is from St. Louis. He is a potential program-changing presence, not only for what he's going to bring on the field, which is significant, but what he means for Missouri being able to keep the best talent in St. Louis home. Um, I think he is a bat signal to that area that it's okay to stay at home in Missouri and have success if he's good. And I expect him to be good. Um, He had a killer spring for Missouri. He's going to start right away. There's no question about that. There is a bit of a question about who's going to start at quarterback for Missouri, but whoever it ends up being is going to have a pretty nice target in uh, Luther Burden. And I think I don't think he's going to be one of the best receivers in the SEC next year. That's such a stacked conference on the outside, but I think he's a future potential first round pick and he's going to be great at Missouri the next couple of years. The SEC as a conference got a ton of incoming freshmen who should make an impact. Texas A&M got a lot of really good players in that recruiting cycle. Evan Stewart is one of those dudes, no matter how you shape it. Yeah, number one class in recruiting history uh, for Texas A&M. So a lot of those guys are going to play. And the safest bet by far is Evan Stewart. You and I are both pretty familiar with him. He's a Texas guy. We've both seen him play a lot. I I don't know if he's the type of player who blows you away physically. He's kind of on the smaller side. But what he does in space, his athleticism, his twitchiness, um, his like his different I don't know. He's just very slippery as a route runner. He's going to play right away for AM. And on top of all those things I mentioned, he's also like a very fast, like 10 5 guy in 100 meters. So he's a, he's a freak athletically in his own right. He's going to start right away for AM and he is going to be what they've desperately needed as an outside receiver for two or three years now. Outside of Anaya Smith, the Aggies haven't had anything at receiver basically for two years. And he's going to be a huge weapon for whoever emerges in AM's QB battle. And I want to close out the SEC. We talk a lot about the wide receivers, the skill guys, the defense of linemen, the headline grabbers, right? But LSU has a potential impact freshman at offensive tackle. And I feel like that's pretty rare. Yeah, super rare for somebody in a conference like the SEC to come in and start right away on the offensive line. And I think Will Campbell, the number 36 overall player in the country from this class, is positioned to do so. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is kind of up to um, the eye of the beholder, I suppose, as a fan, because LSU is definitely thin along the offensive line. But Campbell 
has the look of somebody who's a future all-conference player. And he's likely going to be thrown into the fire right away as a starter. Um, he's got a pretty good chance to start at left tackle against Florida State. He's at 17 pounds since he's enrolled early. He's gained a lot of strength and he has all the requisite tools to be very successful. So he is definitely a player to watch um, as the season goes on because he's going to be a really key piece of LSU's offense. And finally, you obviously highlighted players outside of the Power Five who will have a ton of impact for their respective teams, whether that's the group of five, the FCS level. And I think two guys who were incredibly impactful in their decisions to go to Jackson State and now will be incredibly impactful at Jackson State are none other than Travis Hunter, of course, and Kevin Coleman. Yeah, I think Travis Hunter obviously shocked the world um, during the early signing period by signing with Jackson State. And that drew a lot of headlines, but like his career didn't end there. He's going to go at Jackson State. He's going to play. And if the spring game is any evidence, Travis Hunter and Kevin Coleman are going to be pretty dominant in the FCS. It's not surprising. Both are like legitimate top 50 recruits. Travis Hunter is arguably the best cornerback in recruiting history, at least modern recruiting history. And he was just silly dominant against Jackson State, one of the best teams in the FCS last year. You could say the exact same thing about Kevin Coleman. He returned to kickoff for a touchdown. They're going to play wide receiver next to each other. Travis Hunter is going to go both ways. That's going to be pretty, pretty filthy with Shadur Sanders, especially against FCS competition. I think the most interesting thing to watch is them returning kicks next to each other because there's not a lot of kickers in the FCS level who are going to kick the ball in the end zone and prevent returns. And when you've got one guy on one side, one guy on the other, and probably the two best athletes in the FCS without much question, those two, it's going to be it's going to be pretty disgusting. So I, I think Jackson State's going to be a lot of fun to watch this year just for those two guys alone. They're going to be really good. And that's the perfect way to cap it, ladies and gentlemen. He is Chris Hummer, not a freshman, but incredibly impactful at 24-7 Sports. Chris, thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Colin. You can read the full list of impact freshmen at 247sports.com or by checking out Chris Hummer on Twitter at Chris underscore Hummer. By the way, feel free to subscribe to this podcast feed and leave a five-star review. For producer Lance Glenn and my guest Chris Hummer, I'm Colin Kennedy saying we'll see you next time here on the College Football Daily.